So would you say uh, that the crisis that we were just having with our audio on the podcast did not last as long as the COVID crisis? Now the flyover was much more abrupt as well. Did the did the Blue Angels make their way to your area yet and solve coronavirus? <laughs> no, I want I want to hear about this. Tell me about the Blue Angels. Uh, well, apparently it's a group of upwards of five jets that fly over an area in some sort of formation. I didn't go see it. I was working at the time. Although, Why are you making the I, rolling dice symbol with your hand? I don't understand. I was, I was invited to go with the rest of the family to the place they were going where they could see them the best based on the route they were taking. And I had a conflict with work, but I also advised that my interest level was somewhere slightly above zero, but not by far. <laughs> okay, so, and maybe this is fake news, is this because they're like, is this like a farewell tour for the Blue Angels or is this just something they're doing? I think this is just something they're doing. Oh, okay. It's to raise our spirits. A lot of oh. people got a kick out of it. Thought it was pretty awesome. I mean, Jets, I get, you know, they're pretty cool, but I've seen a flyover before. You know what else? I've ridden in a jet before. <laughs> like an F-16? No. I'm just saying it's a, it's a plane. I mean, it's cool, but it's a fast plane. It's like if you know um, uh, a Maserati goes by you on I thirty going one hundred eighty miles an hour. It's pretty cool, but I'm not running home to tell everybody about it. I've forgotten by the time they disappear from my you know point of view. Uh, I've already forgotten they drove by. <laughs> so, should we welcome everyone to episode one forty eight of Tell Me Where to Turn? think so can't believe it 148 episodes we just renewed our soundcloud account for the fourth year in a row i believe unbelievable unbelievable you can find me on twitter at tommy two underscore zero you can find me at glenn three underscore eleven and you can find me at point break underscore dave so gentlemen i want to send you something i was going to hold it up to the camera but i'm going to send you a text (laughs) That has a oh image. Oh my! It's just a text. <laughs> you were going to show it on the webcam. Now you're going to text it to us, huh? But I wanted to start our discussion with this. So, if you look at this, be careful because it has my my shoot name on there, not my gimmick name. All okay. right, Tommy, describe what you're seeing. Okay, so this is a appears to be an invoice from Quest Diagnostics. It has the name of Point Break underscore Dave. And the underscore in there and everything. The thing that immediately has caught my eye is under test name. It says <laughs> SARS-CoV-2 Serology COVID-19. Very interesting. Indeed. So, But it appears, for, it appears that you have obscured the results of the test. Yes. Things are being redacted. I thought we would start here. So this was the COVID antibody test. So I thought we would, and we can do this somewhat a uh, a question and answer and probably get into you gentlemen as well. But if you have any questions about how 
free and easy or not free and easy I've been during the last two months. And then I want predictions from both of you at the results of my antibody test. Well, let's start with the obvious first question. What prompted you to go get a COVID antibody test? Are you, is it required for some kind of work event or what was the, what was the reasoning behind this? The reasoning is the uh, owner of my company, he, there is no one more afraid of COVID (laughs) than this gentleman. Like he is, he is the 1980 Hulk Hogan (laughs) version of afraid of COVID. And he, he got this test done and then he sent an email to the leadership team and it's like, hey. Well, how did you get everyone, this email? <laughs> I am part of leadership, sir. He was like, hey, between now and whenever we end up going back to the office, I would like all of you. Obviously, he can't force anyone to do it. But he's like, you know, it's completely covered by our insurance. I would, you know, like you to guys to go do this. So that's what prompted it. So when you're in the office, you're the guy they send out to get pot belly for everybody and out of the office they're making you go get antibody test. <laughs> I'm insulted by both of those. <laughs> um, okay, so we're in a question and answer as to your activities over the last several weeks. Yes. Have you at any point in time worn a mask outside of your house? We don't want to know about inside. <laughs> and I'm afraid that the internet is going to turn on me. I have not worn a mask. Okay. Have you, hold on. Let's let's go around the table here. Have you worn a mask? I own an N95 mask. That's is not the question. Top of the line, and yes, I have worn it in public. But I, I've been about fifty-fifty. And my outings to the store and such. I've worn it like half the time and then half the time I've been like, eh, I'll just I'll just stay five feet away from everybody and try not to cough or sneeze or breathe. You just kinda look around and you're like, I don't think there's much COVID floating around today. I'll just not you wear the mask. We're just flipping the coin. I have also not worn a mask and I will get into in greater detail later in the show some of my recent Escapades, but this is not about me right now. This is about Dave. So, so no, so you've quick, not worn a mask. mask. You hold worked on. out at your gym until the last day it was open. Yeah, I was. I was the guy that, much like Glenn, when they heard the gym was closing, right up there to get one last workout in, one last one pump last in. Pump. Sometimes that last pump's the important one. Is your mm-hmm. is your company looking at a return to office strategy? Is this is this why the urgency around it, or is this just no getting like, well out in front of? We're very much like the. There's not been a date set. Like, hey, in a couple of weeks we'll reevaluate. Well, yeah, it sounds like if the uh, owner of the company is looking to put a leg drop on COVID. <laughs> Yeah, we haven't even, we've barely even touched the conversation. So I think we are several weeks away from even considering it. I think it'll happen sometime this summer, but that's about, that's about the extent of my expectations. Let me ask you guys this. How, 
how frequent have the either curbside or delivery type food been purchased by and eaten? Oh, all the time. Multiple, multiple times a week. Yeah, same here. Do you guys think like, and you have no idea what's going on in that kitchen. (laughs) If they're just sneezing all over it. You you never do. I mean, this is more contagious as we're told than other things we deal with, but you never know. You know, I, I went through a Taco Bell drive through today and I mean, you never know what you're dealing with there as far. I mean, (laughs) the food itself is dangerous, (laughs) but like it's preparation. It's always a risk. This is just adding to the list of what I think you just have to put out your, put out of your mind or just drive you crazy. I mean, basically like this is taking something that's already pretty amped up and then just like adding the element of strangulation to it or something like (laughs) you're already, you're already full throttle. Now you're just going to, cinch the belt around your neck just to make it even more so that's that's kind of what we're at with taco bell so what what was because i uh not a fan of taco bell so i haven't i haven't been through their drive-thru i want to know what their drive-thru setup was because there's a just a fast food hamburger place in austin called p terry's okay not bad it's all right it's all right but I swung through there the other day, and they have like, um, I'm trying to think. It's just like a big plastic, like clear container, and they put everything in it, like even the drinks, which is real unwieldy because they almost dropped them, and they just like kind of pass that out, and you have to pick everything out of the basket, right? And then there's no hand to hand transfer, and they do the same thing with the credit card. They have this, you know, <clears throat> ten gallon. <laughs> A uh, plastic container, and you just toss your credit card in there, and they pull it back in. Well, um, some places I've been still take your card and swipe it or whatever in the machine. Uh, tonight, when I went, when I got up to the the window, the guy took the credit card machine and like held it out of the window for me to just insert the card, and then it was done. He didn't touch the card; he just held the machine, and I pulled the card back out. But I've been to some that have like a kind of a plastic thing hanging down from the yeah. window where they have just enough room to get the food out to you. But so, uh, you know, can't can't get any cough and mucus remnants on you. The um, the Wendy's I visited had the plexiglass, yeah, sneeze guard. But other than right. that, they handled my credit card with no gloves. And then when I asked for more ketchup, they just kind of stuck the bare hand out and just dropped some into my hand. That's what we went to pick up pizza a couple weeks ago and uh i you know walk in first off the people that are handling the pizza and making it or don't appear to be wearing gloves of any kind (laughs) and then i i get it and then the guy's like hey as much you know parmesan and red pepper stuff you know you want you can take it and it's just in like the barrel or the bowl i mean that everybody just puts their hands in amazing like i think i'm gonna take a pass this time amazing have you guys you know, I don't think I've, I told this story. This actually happened two weeks ago. I went to CVS. So I haven't been in the grocery store. My wife has been doing all that. But I have made the run to CVS a few times. So I go in there. Don't even think about it. Like, my wife has a mask that I could have grabbed, but just not in my mind. So I walk in there. Everyone's got a mask on. You know, they got the floor all taped off of, you know, stand here, stand here. 
and I'm in the store grabbing, you know, milk and a thing of cereal. And because of the allergies in Austin, like I get the uncontrollable urge to sneeze. I was like, if I sneeze in here, people are going to lose their minds. (laughs) And literally I was doing like the cartoon, like the hand up under the nose, like just trying to get into my car and then just let fly. Now you sneeze and the people are just going to be pouring out of all those tents. (laughs) Just running after you, chasing you down the road. I have heard that the homeless, if they had the test that Dave had, the antibodies in the homeless population is huge, I've heard. They tested they so. tested 110 people at the Nashville shelter, or they tested a couple hundred people, and 110 of them showed up with the antibody, and none of them claimed to have ever felt like they were sick. <laughs> yeah, because you know what? Being homeless sucks. <laughs> yeah, they're... <laughs> Breaking news. So let's get back. Speaking of homeless, let's get back to Dave. Um, Okay, so no mask. You've been just going kind of wherever you want. But you hadn't been to the gym since March. Hmm. Well, let me ask the obvious question. Have you you been Recreational activity. At all? I've actually been, because I feel like, uh, you know, missing the gym. I've actually been doing a fair bit of maybe three times a week going out for a nice run and, uh, you know, interfacing with people along the trail as they say, but it is weird. Cause you definitely have to like, you know, there's like a running path, you know, like a sidewalk essentially. But then if there's someone coming at you or you're passing <laughs> someone like, <laughs> you gotta watch you out to, for like, that. Run out in the street. Or, you know, people will give you a, a sideways glance if you just, you know, you're three feet away when you jog past them and not six or more. When was the last time you had a fever? That's a good question. I have not, I have not had any type of illness since we moved to Austin. I mean, probably further back than that, but that's been August of last year. To that point, though, Early this year, January this year, our five-year-old had a fever, cough, went to the doctor, tested or negative for strep and negative for the flu, but then continued to have a cough for three weeks, which is part of the reason I was like, hey, hmm. may need to go check this out. Hmm. But in that whole time, I never had a fever. Yeah. Well, I'm ready to make my bet. I'm saying no chance. I'm also on the negative train. Yeah, there's no way. Well, gentlemen, you are both incorrect. No, you're you're right. <laughs> oh. No, it was negative. <laughs> it, it was negative. I will say this though: pretty weird experience going to it. Because he, the guy that I work with, sent the link. So I click it, and it's just like a you know eight. I don't even. No, real short little form, like name, date of birth, are you currently sick kind of thing. And then they schedule you, but it's a drive through. So like you drive to this parking lot and they have like an easy up like tent that they just popped up. And there's two girls there that couldn't have been more than 24. 
and you hang your arm out the window and they come draw the blood like you never get out of your car. Is it like when you when you finish second in the B main, you got to pull over and weigh the car and make sure you meet all the specs? That's pretty much it. And the other thing is like, and maybe it was on the initial questionnaire. I wasn't paying that much attention. But it is kind of funny, like, after they draw the blood, you're sitting there in your car with it running, and they're like, hey, so uh, you're not like someone who gets, like, woozy after. <laughs> and you're like, well, if I was, what, what am I supposed to do now? Right, well, like, at least, yeah, put it in park, <laughs> just in case. Yeah, but, um, yeah. So, honestly, kind of disappointed. I feel like you get the test, you want to be like, hey, man, you're... You're good. You'll never get it. Which I know, I think that's still somewhat up in the air, but... I think that's very much up for debate. But that's uh, that's where we are. So let me tell you about where I am. I'm not in Texas, so I was not treated to the Blue Angels today. I'm in a state that's ready to move on with things. They've had enough of this shelter-in-place nonsense. I got an email over the weekend that said, hey, starting Monday morning at 6 a.m., the gym is back open. Man, I, I'm considering moving to Tennessee. And I would like to let you boys know that on Monday morning of this week, I was probably one of the first 10 people in the door at the gym. And it was quite an interesting experience. Well, let's, before you get to, actually, yeah, just take us through. So you show up. Parking lot, parking empty? lot's empty, and one of the reasons it's empty is because the place I work out is not a lifetime fitness because I can't afford three hundred dollars a month <laughs> for some weights. But it's a uh, it's a YMCA that has that has a pool and basketball courts and group fitness classes and a lot of the a lot of the other you know add ons that a gym would have. And when they sent the email, none of those are approved to be open yet. So the only thing that was approved to be open is is the actual gym floor. So the parking lot was was pretty empty. And I, one of the reasons is I think a lot of the parking lot traffic's made up by the seniors at the pool and then the group classes. So I was immediately encouraged. And I thought, oh, this is going to be great. I'm going to actually get in there and, and be able to uh, get a nice workout in, do what I want. We'll get to that in a minute. The uh, They have on the sidewalk a huge sign where the normal door is with an arrow to the right that says, do not use main entrance, enter at the side of the building. So I walked around to the side of the building, and they have the little X's on the ground six feet apart for people to queue. And uh, as soon as you walk in the door, there's nothing there but a table with a bottle of hand sanitizer on it and nothing else. And uh, there's a person there instructing you to please sanitize your hands before you go any further. So I obliged. Then I walked a little bit further forward into the next room, and there's a lady in there. Everybody's in masks, gloves, and she's carrying the uh, rectal thermometer. Asked me to bend over. It was how was that? Yeah, it was, it was pleasurable <laughs> enough. They did the no contact scan. She let me know my temperature was ninety seven point one, so I was cleared to go onto the third phase, which is another room with another bottle of hand sanitizer. So they make you do a second sanitization of your hands. And then Hold on, and what's the no contact? They just don't touch your they don't actually touch your skin with it. They just hold it close. Oh, okay. Hmm. Seems accurate. <laughs> Everybody's testing out at 971. Yeah. 
This is amazing. Yes. It's the little kid thermometer where it's just printed on there. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't even work. So they have you sanitize again because now you're going to interface with the front desk lady. Well, before you would hand them your device or your keys and they would scan it. Well, now they just have a self-scanner right there. She's behind a plexiglass shield. So also if you're having designs on robbing the YMCA, that would be slightly more difficult. And uh, she says, uh, after you scan your badge, she says, I have a few questions for you. And they're the routine, you know, do you feel unwell? No. Have you been around anybody that's test positive? No. And once you answer no to the four questions... They let you go to the, the front of the gym where there's another guy waiting. And he explains to you that there's no towels anymore. They don't provide towels. I don't know why they wouldn't do that. I feel like those things are usually pretty clean. And he lets you know that there's a, a spray bottle and a, and a towel by every machine and that you're to wipe it down and spray it before and after you use it. And I said, yes, quick, sir. Quick question. What? time of day did you get there i was a little after six by the time i got in there it was probably six fifteen because it took me 15 say, minutes so to, it's like eight forty. yeah <laughs> it's lunchtime you're of course fired yeah. at this point. you have all the time in the world to go to the gym now yeah so i go in there the first thing i notice is they've taken out half the ellipticals so there's there they've basically put them six feet apart the treadmills are still there but they have um the screen you know like a uh blanket or something, you know, a cloth over the screen on every other one. So it says, you know, please don't use this one. And then I noticed that the already scarce six benches by the dumbbells has been reduced to three. And this is when I start to get a little worried because they're all three in use by the other three people in the gym. <laughs> so I'm sitting here going, wow, I'm, I'm one of 10 people in this room and I'm not going to be able to do the exercises I want to do because there's only three benches. Dude, it's time for those floor flies, man. <laughs> so no one, no one working out is uh, with a mask on. No, there correct? wasn't anybody there that was wearing a mask except the employees. Okay. So the other thing that was weird, and I don't know why they did this because it just made it creepy for no reason, is they had all the TVs turned off, and then they didn't have any music playing, which it made the whole thing just seem eerily quiet. But I, there's no reason not to do that. I I don't know if they just forgot because it was early the first day they were open, and maybe they turned them maybe on so. later in the day. Yeah, they get a lot on their mind. But yeah, it's like, it's like, watching, it's like watching Raw right now. You just hear too much. You know, you need that. Because I don't care about listening to the music. I have my headphones in, but you need the uh, white noise. You know, right. so you don't have to hear everybody, you know, grunting. and. Well, that's the kind of music they usually play in the <laughs> background, especially where you live. <laughs> So yeah, the workout I'm doing is one point break Dave sent me that basically requires you to stay on the same bench the entire time. So when the first one came open, I then basically monopolized it for the next 30 minutes, much to the chagrin of everybody else that came in there. And, and there was there was like people standing there just looking at me like, there's no way this guy's going to do another set. Oh, no, he did. Oh, now he's looking at his watch. Oh, no, now he's doing another set. <laughs> And then when I finished that and then moved to the next exercise, I was like, well, surely he's going to move away from this bench. Nope, he's staying by the bench. He's not, this guy's not moving. But I did, uh, I did do a very nice job. I sprayed everything down when I was done, wiped the little you know, bars on the dumbbells, everything I touched. Um, and then what was funny is they had a couple of masked employees in there too that were just going around just arbitrarily spraying things that I don't even know people had touched. So the whole place just smelled like a hospital, but... I mean, hey. So did you kind of, after you you know you had the spray bottle, you sprayed down the bench, you just kind of 
pull the waistband out, <laughs> squirt a little down down the front. Just, just kind of get that tingle, you know? No, but it went good. I was back the next day. I did the leg version of the workout, and, and I'm still paying for that. My wife yeah, asked if I dropped something in the bathroom, and I said no. And she said, well, I heard a loud noise. I was like, yeah, that was me falling onto the toilet. Because <laughs> when I started to squat down, my legs gave out. <laughs> Speaking of that, uh, were those facilities available at the gym? Well, unlike you two, I do not take NO Explode, so I did not need to find out. But I would okay. assume that they were. Because that is, uh, gyms in Texas, it's scheduled for May the 18th. But there's a, there's a list of requirements or things that are prohibited. The locker rooms and shower areas will be closed in all gyms. So no specific mention of the bathroom, but I know where I go, that's basically all interconnected. So you go yeah, in the shower, the, is that what you're saying? Yes. The gym it's fine. Everybody does. <laughs> the gym I go to, the majority of the the toilets are inside the locker room, but there's one they're, out they're encased in gold. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I was gonna say there's one. There's like a single. It's it's one stall and a urinal, so it's not a single serve. But it's out on the gym floor, and if that's the only one that's open, it's gonna be like the bathroom at a poncho's. Man, it's just gonna be un- ungodly in there. I think the other rule is uh, that I've seen in Texas is you have to wear gloves. I don't know if they mean like the full, are we talking like the weightlifting gloves or are we talking like the full, full coverage? Like you're doing bench and some latex gloves. Yeah, that would seem more. I have a pair of workout gloves that are full, full fingered, um, which is kind of annoying because they claim that they uh, uh, still had like the finger tip where you could use your phone even with a mon, but it doesn't really work very well. So I haven't been wearing them, but I think I think I would when they open back up. Wear I those. Think you're gonna have to. Lysol think... off and. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think you're gonna have to. You're not getting in. Well, I use the oh, wow. fingerless gloves, but I don't know if that would pass muster in Texas or not. I don't know. I guess we'll I guess we'll see. I haven't decided. Uh... I haven't decided if I'm going to be back first day on May 18th. I might still, might still slow play this a little bit. So you're not ready to join me over on team. This whole thing's a hoax yet. Interesting. <laughs> it's an elaborate hoax. I will tell you this. Oh I am. I am a. Uh-oh. I'm batting in the top of the order for team we way overreacted, and team hoax is in deep negotiations right now for my services. I don't. Uh, th- those are two completely separate conversations. I, I don't see the hoax aspect of it. I don't get it all. Like, have we overreacted? Overall, probably because there's generally you know some some hot spots in the country that need different rules than other places, but we've kind of applied most of the rules to everybody. I feel like the one thing we haven't applied to this whole situation is math. And 
I was once welcomed to math. Yeah. For somebody we all know. But the number of cases and for sure the number of deaths compared to the population and then also just compared to people that would die anyways per day, they're not that alarming. And that's the part that really boggles the mind. In fact, they did a they did a chart today, and I should send this to you guys, but it's basically just the number of people that died in New York City or had death certificates issued in New York City last year versus this year. And the delta, that's a math term for you guys. I'm, I'm, it's, also an I'm air, it's also an airline term. Is, and they make faucets. Yeah. That's, that's the, that's the uh, airline that my dad told me as a kid before I got on one of their planes was that delta stands for doesn't ever leave the airport. <laughs> Have a fun trip to Disney World, son. As a tear <laughs> slowly rolls down my face. So. But the uh, the Delta's not that big. I mean, it's bigger this year, but it's not. But what it also shows is that in order to make the COVID numbers work, they pretty much are now saying that cancer, heart attacks, suicide, traffic accident deaths have been cut by like 70% of what they were last year, which isn't true. I mean, there's no way you can't tell me that 70% of people just suddenly stopped having heart attacks this year, which means they're probably attributing COVID deaths to people that shouldn't have even had it attributed to them. And those kind of stats make me go, Hmm, maybe we, maybe we're so eager to make this look bad or to report it as bad as that. We're just, we're, we're, um, we're attributing too much to it than what would be normal. Even in that's in a New York city where everyone agreed was the hardest hit biggest hot spot in the U S it's still not a hoax though. That's all you got. You're just going to, that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's all I need. I, I'll say this and I don't, I haven't looked at what Tommy looked at, but in general, and this really has nothing to do with COVID, but when we look at like, death tolls i think they're and whether this is flu or whatever i feel like we need to rework how that's done like if someone's most likely going to die in the next two years anyway like (laughs) that that should probably be a a separate you know if a dude that's like 104 dies of the flu like it's not the same as a guy that's 24 just an interesting an interesting stat about that is so the city of San Diego, it means a whale's vagina. It's true. It's in the it's history books. It's been locked down since March 20th. They okay. have is been that early. Yeah, early ish, but they've been, yeah, they've been pretty severely restricted there more so than a lot of places as far as limiting the what can and can't happen. They've had eight, people under the age of 50 die of COVID since March 20th. They have shut the entire city down and they've had eight people under the age of 50 die. Go into what Dave said. But maybe they've only had eight because of what they did. Otherwise they would have 800,000. Eight <laughs> <laughs> you see, that is the one thing that's going to be annoying is like, we'll never really know, you know, it's not a, it's not a, double blind a b test where which goes back to my idea we need to quadrant off the united states right just somewhere in nebraska right we just 
that's the center point. And when something like that, I kind of think we already tried that in the South. It didn't go over very well. (laughs) No, I'm saying, and then when stuff like this happens, we're just like, all right, Northwest, you do this. Northeast, you do this. Just see what happens. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll all try something different. So I will quite, yes, I, I will qualify my hoax. I do think it's a real disease. I'm not saying the disease is a hoax. So what I'm saying is, I don't think any of the stuff that we did made that big of a difference. That's my position. I think that's, I think that's fair. I think the only way to compare it is to reopen everything and just be like, let's live right in almost completely normal for like three months, two months, something like that. And then see how that turns out. Yeah. and And I'm not saying we need to go back to completely normal, meaning, you know, coughing in our hands and shaking hands and all that stuff. I think, you could you could reopen and say, hey, let's be smart about it. If you're st- sick, stay home, wash your hands a little bit more, but but not not go over over the top like we are, and uh, and see what happens. And I I my hypothesis is it wouldn't be that much worse because the whole reason we shut down the country and lest, lest we forget was to keep the hospitals from being overrun, right? And that never came close to happening. So now I think we need to open back up just based on that. We never we never said we were shutting down the country so nobody got sick or so nobody died. We shut down the country so we didn't overrun our health system. So then we should reopen the country because that didn't happen, not because well now we want to now we want to set a new goal of not reopening until you know nobody's getting sick because people are going to always get sick and there, it's going to be something something's going to happen, people are going to die. And you have the right to decide what you want to do. And if you're not comfortable, stay home. But if you're like Dave and you want to go out and curl, you know, 100-pound dumbbells, you should be able to do that. It's America. I'll say this, and I want to I want to get your thoughts on this. Have you guys noticed over the last two weeks, maybe, maybe a little longer, a lot of increase in just, like, traffic? Like, if you go out, like... This isn't like it was the first two weeks, you know, even though we're still under shutdown, it seems like a lot more people. And of course, you know, whether it's the grocery store, just more people going out to, you know, pick up food. It definitely seems like that's picked up the last two weeks. Yeah, I think people are, people are bored or they're just they just need to get out somewhere. That's what I think. I think like the first maybe maybe we lasted three three or four weeks where it's like, it's an adventure and we're all going to stay at home and we're all going to watch Tiger King and we're all going to make TikTok videos. And then like five, six weeks in, everyone's like, all right, I'm over it. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, I might rather die. <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, I'm noticing, I, I mean, I was obviously I was out and about today because our city's more or less reopened. Traffic was, was dense. There was, people on the patios of restaurants. I mean, it, it, other than seeing a few here and there with masks, I don't even know that I would have known anything was amiss. If you'd have just dropped me in today from, you know, six months ago, I don't think I would have even thought something was a fishy. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to um, say, what's funny is I like of everyone, I feel like, I mean, obviously we just moved to Austin, right? So we don't have, you know, a lot of, I'm not going over to hang out with Glenn because I don't live near Glenn anymore. You know, I'm not on any softball teams or anything like my job stayed the same. 
you know, wife's not working. She can do school with the kids. Like I was set up to handle this as well as possible. Like I didn't have anything other than the gym and church that really changed. And even I'm like, all right, I'm over. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm basically in the same, same boat. Um, I just kind of need something to break the monotony and, going into the office or having a commute back and forth seems to have provided that without me really knowing it before. Uh, but yeah, I'm kind of, kind of the same thing. I'm, I'm still, I think I'm just maybe a little more cautious and just wait and see before I rush back out and do get back to something that's closer to normalcy. I think I'm going to sit back for like two extra weeks and just make sure it doesn't look like, you know, the apocalypse outside and then I'll, and then I'll go out. Is this due to your so, fragile recent medical history of <laughs> two years ago? Do you feel like you're at high risk? No, I think I, I think I'd be fine. And I think, you know, most every projection we've seen has been overstated. Cause I think the projection I saw, if we did nothing, we basically changed nothing about our lives that over time, like 80% of, people would get this well if that's overstated i mean how much is it overstated by does that mean 60 percent of people would get it yeah i just think i think that there's a lot of research that says more people have gotten it than we realize to start because a lot of people for whatever reason get it and don't have symptoms and it doesn't seem to affect young people nearly as hard as old people so my theory would be, yeah, I mean, maybe the maybe if we don't change anything that we get up to 80%, but it wouldn't have made a dramatic impact on the healthcare system or the death rate. It would probably actually have done the opposite to where by the time it was done with 80%, the, the you know, mortality rate of the disease would have been, you know, down in flu territory rather than what they were saying before. And yeah, that's... Uh... I think that is a fair point because I'm trying to remember where it was at. I want to say it was in Korea where essentially they've, they have quarantines and they have rules in place. They don't have anybody in the stands at the baseball games, but you know, they, they have it generally under control, but they, I think they tested just 500 random people who were exhibiting no symptoms whatsoever. And it was something uh, it wasn't a third, but it was something around like 20 to 25% of those people tested positive and had no symptoms or anything. That's crazy. No, and I think Do that's we- I think that's really going to be the thing that when all the data comes out, and this will probably take years, they're going to second guess how we responded when they realize how, despite the fact that Dave had a negative test, how wide, how pervasive it was, and we didn't realize it. And that's going to be, I think that's going to be the thing people look back on and go, man, they, they really used some kind of screwy math to make the decisions they did. I mean, and especially if this ends up just cratering the economy to the point where we takes us years to dig out of it, which I'm afraid we're kind of starting to head that direction. Yeah. So oh, will you guys be getting back into the hair salon on Friday when those, when yeah, those I actually open? have an appointment for Monday, so, uh, I couldn't get in Friday, but I'll be there Monday. Very nice. There was big controversy here in the uh, North Dallas area on that front. I don't know if you heard about that. No. No. So essentially there's this lady that runs a uh, 
a hair salon that's I guess it's just a little bit maybe north of where I am and uh, those were all closed and she reopened she went against she went against uh, the governor's orders and reopened and basically was at first I think the police just showed up and was like hey you're not supposed to be open and just kind of left it at that ultimately there was a cease and desist issued by Mr. Jenkins, Mr. Buffet himself. Mr. Buffet, go back and find the episode in our archives. Which, which at a uh, some kind of protest, she tore it up at the protest and was very vocal about how if she has to go to jail, she's going to go to jail. And then there was a uh, restraining order issued against her. She violated that by keeping the salon open. And then ultimately she was arrested and went before the judge. She was fined 7000 for essentially breaking the law. And as I understand it, the judge gave her, like, at the last minute, said, hey, you still get the fine, but essentially if you just, your word promised that you're going to stay closed until, uh, until the governor lifts the ban, you don't have to do seven days in jail. And she was like, no, this isn't about that. This is about I couldn't feed my kids. And if you think laws are more important than feeding my kids, then that's that's not a country I want to live in. That's I'm definitely paraphrasing <laughs> and steering her quote to slight comedic effect. But my <laughs> initial response was, I don't know. I mean, if we're talking for seven days, we have no laws or the alternative is none of the kids get to eat. I think we're better off with none of the kids eating. (laughs) And that's why she deserves to be in jail right now. (laughs) But it's been, it's become a big, you know, firestorm. All the, you know, all the politicians of the day, those that are running the great state of Texas, some that have been indicted on multiple occasions and don't want daily fantasy sports to take place and have a weird lazy eye or coming out in her defense. Is anybody, is anybody running or rolling to her defense? No one's rolled to her defense. Dan, Dan Patrick has come out from his, uh, I don't know the place where he said he was okay with dying. He, he's come out and said that he would pay her fine and serve the house arrest for her. Which I'm not sure it's house arrest. I think she actually had to go to jail. So, so what do you think, Dan Patrick would be rethinking that on about day two? <laughs> I think she, when, when the American there, History I X mean, shower scene was taking place, right? Um, I, I think she's probably rethinking it now. But she's become a hero, and you know, there's um, somebody. I think her attorney started like a GoFundMe. Um, <laughs> it's never a good sign. And the and the, yeah in the salon and the last I'd heard it, it raised like a hundred ninety two thousand dollars. So there's a lot of patriots out there that are given to this. It's true that will that will give. Now I want to see. I forgot what her name is. It's like Shirley Thorpe or something like that. I just want to see the same exact set of facts in North Dallas and a GoFundMe that's for. Francisco, Francisca Escuela Gonzalez amass $192,000. And then I'll believe that it's about the right thing. And it's not just about, hey, here's somebody who looks just like me. <laughs> so 
Okay, I'm this hearing of this story for the first time. And obviously, I think from at least the recounting that Glenn gave us, it definitely, it was way more about making a statement than any true, my kids aren't going to eat. At least that's the impression I'm getting, given she was given all these chances to, but not that she was thinking eight moves ahead, but if you were her and you're like, hey, if I turn it into this big a deal, I bet I can get a GoFundMe with 200K. I, I'm like, not, is it genius? Is it like. I, no, I think it kind of is. And I don't know if she thought it through to that extent from the beginning, but as this thing developed, it may have been the, the pros and cons list may have been out there. And the pros was like the whole sheet, and the cons just said seven days in jail. <laughs> and that was it, because she's, she's a martyr now. And, you know, to some extent, the best thing they could have done, I mean, you could say, one, just reopen all the hair salons because it's not really that big of a deal. And, I mean, that's an argument. But to some extent, just kind of ignore it or just have her open, but just kind of, you know, I don't want to say harass, but just kind of be a presence of, hey, you're not supposed to be open, you know. Just be kind of a pest to their operation, but without yeah. like the formal punishment that's going to get. Because I think that's a lot of one. She wanted to reopen, but two, I I think there was definitely an attention aspect to this. Yeah, that that is probably the best way to handle it. It's just like you said, you know, tell her there's your clothes. But if the she doesn't go to jail or get charged, then none of this blows up, and most likely no one's going to follow suit. It's going to be her and, you know, the five people a day going to her salon, you know? Yeah. So does Glenn need to go there? Once everything opens, do you need to go get a haircut there and report back? (laughs) Tell us like how many Eagles flew down when you walk through the door. (laughs) And that would be interesting show trip, but no, I don't think I'm going to make my way to salon a la mode as it is called. Mm. Well, I had arranged for a unlicensed haircut Friday from the lady that cuts my hair at the salon to come to my house and do it and got the call Thursday night that uh, she couldn't do it because she was in quarantine because she was exposed (laughs) to somebody with COVID. (laughs) Oh, that would have been so Dodge the bullet on that one. COVID for my haircut. Yeah. So that's, uh, but she's going to be cutting my hair here in another week. So well, hopefully she's not symptomatic or asymptomatic as it were. That's funny. Wow. Man, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird time. man. has either of your companies had to do big layoffs. I know Tommy told his story. Yeah. And there, the rumors are starting to really swirl that it's about to even get worse. So I'm, I'm bracing to, uh, be on the unemployment line here within the next month or two, but we'll see how it goes. I've been pretty lucky in these situations in the past. I run fairly well. Um, I, I still feeling okay. We, we covered this weeks back when this kind of started. And I, I think just in, my industry, um, it's probably more if this keeps up for an extended period of time. 
And if it does, then it's probably more of uh, a potential effect for me in 2021 and moving forward. But I think I'm, I'm good for now. But, you know, if that happens, um, I've got enough years in with this place. There'll be a, a nice, healthy severance for me to sit back and watch the, all of the Hulu and Netflix for <laughs> several weeks. And then maybe I'll, as a, uh, as a friend of ours, uh, maybe just become a professional poker player for a period of time and <laughs> just kind of float around and not work for years on end and then and then get back into it. Yeah, I haven't, I like it. haven't told you about uh, my second career now as a, I'm now a, have you ever seen Molly's Game? <laughs> no, but I need to watch that. Yeah, I am basically running Molly's Game here out of my home in Tennessee. Only the online COVID version of Molly's Game. I've started my own online poker club that now boasts almost 20 members. And I'm running tournaments and cash games and all kinds of stuff. Are you collecting, are you taking a rake off this thing or? Listen, would I ever admit to doing something like that on a show like this? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I'm not taking a rake. Okay. It's illegal, you know. I uh, I am well versed in the legalities of it. But if you start and if you run a poker game and invite people that are less skilled than you at the game of poker, it can also be lucrative. That is weird. I didn't I didn't get an invite sent to at Glenn three underscore eleven. Yes, my my Venmo account right now is looking pretty healthy. (laughs) Oh goodness. Gentlemen, is there anything else we needed to cover in this COVID-heavy episode of Tell Me Where to Turn? No, I don't uh, I don't think so. I don't know if we want to produce on air. Maybe we'll do that afterwards as to plans for future future shows. But I, knew, I do know in a couple weeks the Dark Side of the Ring season finale is Owen Hart. So well, that'll a couple be weeks a, from now, I think we're locked in. Yes, that'll be a must- uh, That'll be a must-stop uh, down for a show. Well, gentlemen, I enjoyed it. Um, Dave, congratulations on your test results. And uh, until next time, just practice social distancing and wear your mask. I'm through standing in line. The clubs will never get in. It's like the bottom of the ninth, and I'm never going to win this. Life hasn't turned out quite the way I want it to be. Tell me what you want. I want a brand new house on an episode of Cribs And a bathroom I can play baseball in And a king-size tub big enough for